Okay, everybody, Bokitov, we're going to get right to it. We have a lot, Baruch Hashem, a lot, a lot to cover. First of all, the learning the whole week in our Oli Keila is Mugdash Leilui Nishmat, Miriam's Abba, Pinchas Menachem, Ben Avram, David, Zichanon Libracha. And at this opportunity, I also want to thank Miriam for all the hosting, for so many, so many hours of learning, and what a good to go from there and come to our shul. And for also preparing this room to look, it's never looked nicer, it's never looked more covered, uh, uh, and people have been davening here for a long time, and it, doesn't, it had never even looked like this, but this is very, very special. So Thursday mor- Sunday morning and Thursday morning, my shirim will, will both be in this room. Oh, she also did it? Oh, great. Great, great, matov. So I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot more pink and flowers in this room in the next few weeks too. And this is just the beginning. <laughs> this is just the beginning of everything. This is just the beginning of everything. Okay, so we have a lot to do today. If you have the sefer in front of you, what did they say? Daf Tzadik. Daf Tzadik. Okay. So, by me, it's a little bit different. I'm going to find it. Okay. Okay. Or I can, you know, I just close the. Yeah, I could just, I could just close the door. Yeah, yeah, I'll just close the door. I think. Okay. Last week we began something that was not easy, not easy at all. Something that, something that gets us a little bit stirred up, something that makes us a little bit uncomfortable but something that we know that in order to do real work, especially on tikkun hamidot, fixing our midot, our characteristic traits, you can't, you can't ignore it. It's something that needs to be addressed. And what we spoke about was basically taking any midah, taking any midah that you know you want to work on, anything you want to work on, not just anything you want to work on. Remember what you said last week, that which is most megune, it even came up again in the Thursday morning shir. That which is most disgraceful. So first of all, I was thinking about it all week. Do you know how you know what it takes to figure out what is the midah that is most disgraceful about ourselves, and to actually know what it is, and not be jaded, not be in an illusion of what it is, but rather really know what that midah exactly is. It's very, very hard to know exactly what that midah is. And, and people can point you to the right direction, but to figure out what that thing is, is very, very hard. And guess what? Once you figure that out, it gets even harder. And that's what we're going to be seeing today. It gets even harder. It sounds like Aliyah, you know? Once you, make, once you make the decision and you move here, you may know in your heart of hearts you're definitely doing the most perfect thing in the world and the right thing, but really, still, deep down inside, like we always tell the Chavra, and whenever I speak about Aliyah to anyone, and I talk about it, Baruch Hashem, Kimat every day with potential joiners of the force, I speak about it all the time, how people, you have, you have to realize, you have to understand, the real work only starts once you move to Eretz Yisrael. The real work on the Nefesh. Even though you did the right thing, the real work only starts once you made the move. It's the same thing when it comes to the tikkun, tikkun hamidot, to fixing our midot. It's the same exact thing. Nothing changed. 
But uh, today we're going to see how to incorporate a midah, a, a, a midah within the work on our midot that must be part of the work on our nefesh. So I'm going to do a quick recap from Sunday. It's not in front of you. Those of you that just have the photocopy. But on Sunday we spoke like this. We said that the, this whole concept of working on ourselves and working on the midot that we know we need to work on, that which is the most, that, that eats us up more than any of them, that's probably the midah that is our tikkun, that we're here to work on. And it keeps on coming back to me. You never beat it. You keep on coming back to it over and over again and working on it better and more refined and deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, the first shlav of working on ourselves of character refinement, the Rav Schwartz said, was to take the midah and forget about yourself. Think about the midah itself. Last week we spoke about the midah, we spoke about, uh, we spoke about Lashon Hara, but that's not really the midah, that's a tolada. What was the midah of Lashon Hara? What's the, yeah, where does it come from? Gava, right, more, more gava, kaas, kina. Um, I, I'm going to throw into the mix today atzlanut. Ooh, what a midah. Atzlanut is like, is a real, just veins pop out when you think about what, it, what that midah has done to us. I guess I should say it in English because maybe some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Atzlanut means laziness. Laziness. The, the, the art of, of mastering laziness is like something we all got our masters in. And... The, when you, so he says, the first thing you do is you don't start saying, oh, I'm lazy, I'm lazy here, I'm lazy here. If I wasn't lazy here, look what I would accomplish. Mapitom. He says, put it on the table. Think of it as a midah. Now think about all the things that come from it before you see yourself in it. He says, this is crucial, this is essential to doing root work of tikkuna midot, of really transforming, of really, really, really growing. To not, like what he says, leshayech yourself. You're not part of it yet. It's not your bag yet. Don't put yourself into the mix. It's just a midah bifne'atzma. You know, the, the, the Yetzirah doesn't let it, it's amazing. It's, this is one of the hardest part of tikkun amidas. That when I think of a midah that is most megune by me, and I say I'm going to place it on the table, and not self-examine myself through it, I don't have any zitzflesh, I don't have any patience. I just want to see, out shayech to me, v'zeo. It's very hard. For those that have tried this, this is very, very hard to just put it on the table. But he says, look at it, examine the midah, think of what it brings to the world. Think of what it has brought to the world until now. Okay? Think of what it's brought into the world until now. Think of it. And let's say atzlanut. Think of what atzlanut, all the toladot of atzlanut, all the things that the midah of atzlanut is drawn down into the world. Think of it. And it's very, very interesting. The more that I get caught up in kivyachol, learning the science of the midah, the more I can do this work. Literally like learning it as a mikzah, learning it as a science. Yeah, but, but it's not my body. Social autopsy, it's called? Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not the body. It's not me that's doing it. This is just the midah. I'm dissecting it from within. And that, he says, is shlav aleph. Don't involve yourself in the, in the mishigas. Don't put yourself in it. Now, 
We're going to start now from Od Dalid that you have in front of you. And we're going to run today with a lot of the material, okay? Bezrat Hashem. I'm not saying we're going to finish everything I photocopied, but we'll try. Which safe you? Tzadik. Tzadik. Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. O Tzadik in the Sefer. Le'achai? Oh, right, right. That was also last week? Nachon. And then also, part of the way... Part, we, have more, we have more photocopies here. Another, another, thank you for reminding me. Another very important piece of this avodah, in order to understand the mahut of amidah, is thinking about what would the opposite of this look like. So let's say atzlanut. What's the opposite of it? Zrizut, probably. So what's the opposite of a per, what's the opposite of a lifestyle of someone who wakes up in the morning and is already so in tune with? My nature is to be lazy. So what happens to their day? They gave up on it before they even started. The opposite of that, of the midah of zvizut, for instance, would be, I wake up in the morning and what do I say? Boy, am I going to shock the world again today? Now, who, people, who, who, who wakes up and think, you know, how many people actually wake up thinking, wow, today I'm going to shock the world with how much I'm going to get done? Especially young mommies, right? Bidiuk. So on the one hand, it's the what's causing me, but I also have to do some visualization work, which is what would, like, what would life look like if this mida was flipped over? You know, when it comes to kina, it's one of the most beautiful exercises in the world. You know what life would look like if we flipped over the mida of kina? We would be the richest people in the world because I would find happiness in everyone's portion. Can you imagine feeling filthy rich like that? Mamash. Huh? Mamash. We spoke about it last week. Besides that. But even Kinat Sofrim, I could say, I'm so thankful that this Tamil Chacham has done what they've done in this world. I'm so happy that person that was working so hard in a Sefer, they actually finished it and published it. This happens, this is for, I'm just sharing with you, for me it's a very big avoda. Because I see, you know, I have a lot of friends that are, Baruch Hashem, very, very talented. And they pull through. They, they get through. They somehow are able to publish Life Works. And it's like, what, and, and when you allow yourself to be happy, not just for them, but for Am Yisrael, you become a, you become a beautiful person. It's a big test. It's a, you become mamish a beautiful person when you could really be happy. You know, I'm thinking about us here. When I hear about another bless you, another shul that opened, and that it's, it's opening the hearts of people, it's an opportunity for me to become the richest person in the world. Because can I really be happy? You know, am I, and the moments that I could really be happy when I find out that good things are happening by someone else, I took kina, I flipped it over, and I am, and, the, and all the gates of, of riches, this is, remember I told you so many times, the way that the Chazal, the, the, the deeper Mepharshim explained, Ezu Ashir HaSameach Bechelko, who is one that's rich, someone that's happened, that, someone that's happy with his chilek, not his chilek, like all I have is what I have, I'm happy. I'm happy that you have what you have, it actually brings me happiness. It actually makes me very, very happy. 
Okay, so that's the bidiuk. That's the hifuch. I'm, I'm glad you, you raised this. That's, the, that's looking at the midah and saying, what would it look like if this was turned over? And sometimes that helps me. Before I even set out on my own journey of fixing the midah, that already helps me knowing where I'm heading towards. And you have to have some kind of a destination. Uh, you, know, you don't have to know exactly where you're going with the avodah of tikkun amidot, but you have to have some kind of a destination in sight. Something like that. Okay, so now let's start with Dalit. After you built this whole ma'arechet of understanding what you're about to approach and you still haven't put yourself into the mix, and this becomes clear to you what you're going to be attacking, which midah you're going to do this work on. This can actually take weeks. He says, don't worry. <laughs> this is not being lazy. This is just building a building. We're sitting in a building that's still not finished. We know we've had to master this art of waiting and of patience. Now comes the me. Where do I fit in? Only now I start to say, where am I? Where has laziness where has kinah? Where has kaas? Where have these midot taken over in my? Only then I say, where is this done? Where is it caught me in life? Only then. Where is this in my soul? What does it look like when I could when I could lezahot? Uh, when I can identify it? And start asking yourself, and you need a lot of guts to do this, who gets affected from me when I'm in this state? I'm talking about lera'a, for bad. Who's the, benefit, the beneficiary of the atzel shlomo? Who, who, who suffers from it? How much do they suffer from uh, What's that? We suffer the whole world. It's not just us. Listen, this is not a this is a very personal thing. Like, there's no right answer here. It's it's your Torah. Maybe some people don't. I don't know. But it's your it's, this is your Torah over here. It's your tikkun anefesh. It's your tikkun amida. Certain people suffer. Nachon meod, very much so. You, of course. Matokpa kama koachucha sheyesh lo laatzor veligdoata besit partzuta. Let me ask myself a real question. When it's about to outburst, let's say it's kas. Do I have any tools that help me prevent it from bursting out? Do I know? Do I have anything in the arsenal? Yes, Do I have anything? And this is a heavy question. Do I really want to fix this mida, or am I kind of okay that it exists? This is a hard question. We said right now we're going to find the most disgraceful mida about ourselves. Let's say we find it. But let's say, let's be honest, I'm not burning inside to do this work. Why? Because I'm lazy? I, know, I don't know. Other things come first. Could be. But you won't know unless you ask these questions. How much inside do I have this like, clarity that this is what I want to be doing, to fix this midah? How much is he willing to put in, you know, this last Thursday night, late Thursday night, here in the shul, 
And after Mariv, there was a, a, a rehab chevra came out. And I looked at these kids. And I was starting to give over that to them Torahs. You know, certain Torahs I thought would be Shayach. And in the middle, I stopped. I'm like, listen, this is, look at the illusion here. You're here to get Chizuk because Kivyachol, you're, in, a pro, you're in, a, in an actual program, right? And I'm sitting here as if I'm not in the program, so I'm here to give you Chizuk. But I'm looking at you and I see people that are determined to get their life in order. I, w- I said to them, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm sharing with you my raw emotions. I wish I was as determined to get my life in order. Now, let's be real. I said, let's continue the realness. I pray I never reach the places you guys reached in order to get your lives in order. But that's not the contest here. The contest is, where are we today? You are determined to get your life in order. He's asking over here, he's saying the same inyan. Once I looked at the mida and I get a taste of what this does to the rest of my world, the rest of my life, all these other areas in my life, how much nechonut, how much determination do I have to say, I'm attacking this head on, I'm going for it. I'm, this takes a lot, a lot of work. It takes a lot of yashrut, a lot of honesty. A lot, a lot of honesty, but it's going to take two more midot that we need in order to do this right. So look. Hey, after a person has clarified all of this, Can anyone help me? And then I looked at these guys Thursday night and I said, the greatest sin of Adam Rishon wasn't that he sinned, it's that he didn't ask for help after he sinned, but he started hiding. And you guys reached the place that you actually said, Anaini, help me. So you're already mamash, much closer to dealing with the real thing. He's saying over here like this. person has to sit down and say, I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 50, I'm 80. I am alive, which means it's an opportunity to ask for help. That's not weakness, that is strength. And I'm going to say that again, over and over and over again. And Bemet, you have to realize, I'm, I'm really saying this to myself, at any moment in our life that we realize we're alive and that things can be better, this means it's a moment of asking for help. That's the, that's the program. That's how it was planned. That's what's supposed to be. And I have to see, What are the etzas? Do I know what could help me? What could help me? Do I know? Do I know what could help me? Do I know someone that could help me? And if I do know someone that can help me, or I do know methods that can help me fix this mida, what's stopping me from going and asking for it? Generally, the answer is the same: ego, kimat tamid. Therefore, in Yiddishkeit, we say, Shila malus, esa enai ele harim, me'ain, me'ain, yavo Isri. What, what, where does my help come from? Ain, which means the nothingness, the bittle, the place in me that's willing to be moda, that it's not that I failed and now I need help. This was part of Hashem's plan. I'm going to keep on circling back to this every time we speak about tikkun nefesh because if I think that help can come from a place that doesn't start from ayin, I'll fall faster than I realize. 
So the ego is usually that which prevents me from asking any help from anyone. Especially when we're, if it's someone that's younger than us, then no way. We cannot ask them for help, right? How could they help, you know, how, I can't go there. I'm supposed to know this. I'm older. I went through more life. I have more experience. How could they, they have less, they have less life experience. Their kids are younger. What could this mother tell me? She doesn't know what it's like with an 18-year-old. She has a 12-year-old. All that's mamish narishkeit. Pashat narishkeit. Anything that prevents me from asking from Eitzah or seeking, seeking Eitzah, who could help me? Is mamash standing in the way of doing that for, for which I was sent down into this world and he's going to develop this. Second line. It gets a little bit it, it gets a little bit more refining. I can read, let's say my thing is tikkun on kas. I can read three books on anger. He's saying that's not necessarily going to answer how you are going to approach the midah of kas. But the more that you did the avoda in the beginning of how to look at the midah as its own midah, and only then putting yourself in the picture, the more you'll know what works for you. And this is a big stiat dishmai, niladat filas for this, because... I remember one time I called Chaim David on the way. I was going to see a Rebbe. I was going to see a certain tzaddik. And I said to him, ah, Rebbe, you got you to gotta come with me. This, this tzaddik is, you know. He said to me, you know, I'm not so much into Rebbe hopping anymore. <laughs> so what do you mean? He's like, you know, I, I basically went to so many different tzaddikim and I would come back more confused because everyone said something else and they're all tzaddikim. But I just need to know, you know, I needed to know, I need to know what's for me. So he's saying the more that you really get to know yourself through this method of working on yourself, the more that you could maybe intake a lot of things, but say, this may be holy, but it's not my, it's not my shita. This won't work for me. This won't work for me either. This won't work for me either. This is a very big part of the tikkun of the nefesh. See, it's not just asking for help. It's after you receive help, it's saying what would work for me, what wouldn't work for me. Like I said in the beginning of Shia, right now it's clear, it's clear that um, there's an awakening happening in the inside kishkas of American Jewry, American, Canadian, diaspora Jewry, to come home. Gamarno, the games are over. But not everyone, and even people that ask for Eitzahs, sometimes get the wrong Eitzahs how to come home. Mamash. I hear this all the time from people. He's like, listen... We filled an application, we called that Rav, we called that place, we called that center, but the way that they, the way that they spoke about it was, had nothing to do with how we were yearning and thinking about what it would look like to come home to Eretz Yisrael. You need such a siyad dishmaya that, that the manner in which you need help is provided for you. But you have to know you in order to know how to know what's for me and what's not for me. And that's what, he's, that's what he's drilling us towards. Third line. Only after you did this, now you could say, Yala, I'm ready to do the work. A person has to really know how this midah is built into your own nefesh. 
היא מלאכת מחשבה עמוקה. This is a very deep work, but it's deep, thoughtful, mindful work. דקה ועדינה במיוחד. It's a very thin layer here. We're talking about something very delicate and gentle. והאדם עלול לטעות בזה מאוד מאוד. You could come to mistakes very fast, thinking that you're actually doing the work when you're not even close. You're not even close. And you're under the assumption that you're involved in some very deep self-discovery and... That's how all these self-discovery programs make so much money, because people keep on coming back. They're told, no, if you... They're told, if you really did the work, you know, do the work, you realize you need the next round, too. Now, Zahava, that was my Indian with, with Landmark. When I went... When I, that was the whole... I realized their graduation was only if you take on the next round, pay another $1,200, and get three people to join if you really care about the world. That's what it was when I was there. It was a long time, it was in Los Angeles many years ago. You're going to always want to work on yourself. You just want to do it deeper. But it, it's got to be a real... It's very easy. What I'm trying to say is it's very easy due to, a, due to like one area of not looking at what, li- what your life is really all about, for real, to take one wrong turn and be under the assumption that you're doing Melechus Kodesh. To be under the assumption that you're changing your world when really you haven't even begun. You need such siyad dishmaya with this avod of the tikkun of the nefesh. Bitchila nir'ay la'adam be'ofen zeh ulam la'achar shematchil avod al-amida ha'dvarim mitbahalim la'at la'at ve'arbeh arbeh pa'amim pitom ro'im et ha'dvarim be'or shone mizavit shona. So he says something beautiful. When I have this attack inside of me that says, I got to get rid of this midah right away, but I don't do all the work he said before, I already have a vision of what it's going to look like. I end up not doing the work because it seems to me that it's hopeless and that I don't want that kind of life. But he says, when you do the work properly, okay, really properly, and you sit with this midah in a proper manner, and then you go into it and see how it's shaykh to your own nefesh, There's a song in Hebrew, it says, Dvarim sheroim mika, misha, uh, what does it go? Dvarim? What's that? Dvarim sheroim Right, they always say this about politicians. Once they sit on the chair, they say, you know, that's how like suddenly right becomes left and left becomes right because they always fall under the, they always quote that song. It's like, listen, when I was quetching about it from the opposition, it looked like something. Now that I'm in the coalition or now that I'm sitting on the kiseh of the malchut, now things look differently, Right? Unfortunately, that was one of the um, evil excuses used to uproot Jews from Gush Katif. That's it's a very abusive statement, but it's also very true in its root. Zotomeret. How many of you remember what you looked like before you signed up? Now you're going to ask me to what, right? So whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, okay? Whatever, whatever it is that you signed up to. Eretz Yisrael, marriage, whatever it is. The shul, it doesn't, lam shaneh. Do you remember what you looked like before you signed up to something? Do you remember what life looked like, what you thought about the world before you signed up to something? Now think about it. Now, in the shoes that you're in now, what does the same things look like from where you're sitting now? So this is a very, very important yesod when it comes to 
that you have to sign up. And only once you sign up to this type of a work, he's saying you're guaranteed to see that the way that you thought work would feel or look like, it's not that it's easy, it's different. That's an important distinction. It's not that the work becomes easy. I'll actually depress you. It gets harder. But when you live a life where you've defined hard as worthwhile, that doesn't scare you. In fact, that fulfills you. That's what you want. In a nutshell, this is like a whole, whatever, this is going on in, my, in my, all of our heads all day long. It's really the Avodah, the Yiddishkeit of a Jew in Chutz Laretz and Eretz Yisrael. Here, the work of the Nefesh Yehudi, which is the only place where it can really be done to its fullest potential, is in the land that Hashem is looking at all the time. Hard becomes worthwhile to a much higher degree than any other way of understanding Yiddishkeit outside the land. Don't take this person. I do this every year. This is not because you're Hi. visiting. <laughs> no, she's visiting. I'm thinking, oh, he's me. He's like, Tal set him up. for the... No, she didn't say a word to me. This is just, <laughs> it's just where we're at right now. And, and trust me, this is about us. It's not about someone that doesn't live in the land. It's about those that live in the land. <laughs> it's about those that live in the land that, that have to hear this. It's not about, mamash, mamash kacha. So let's go back inside over here. We're in the middle of the paragraph. B'tchila nir'a la'adam be'ofen zeh, ulam la'achar ma'shematchila avod al'amida, ha'dvarim mitbaharim la'at la'at. Things start getting a little clearer once you've signed up and you're in the work mode. Ve'arbe, arbe pa'amim, pitom ro'im et ha'dvarim be'or shone mizavit shona. You start seeing things differently in a different light. And what do you start seeing in a different light? What, what is it that you start to see in a different light when you've done this work of choosing that midah, doing everything that he said, and now seeing yourself as part of the, you know, the, now I am on the, now I am the autopsy, the half deal, like now I am, what starts, what starts to look, what starts to seem in a different light? What, what is he talking about? What looks, what begins to look different? The challenges and the struggles become opportunities to do the work that you've been preparing for. So who becomes different? I mean, I'm already, I'm, I'm already a different person. So Tomeret, I've moved from things, I'll give you the best example I ever heard in my life. When Koran came out with their perush of Rav Soloveitchik on the Siddur, they sent out, it's still online, I think, on YouTube. They sent out like a 30-second second audio snippet of the Rav with a picture of him and the picture of the Siddur that they put out. It's an amazing Siddur. You know, if you have Rav Soloveitchik's perush on the Siddur, on, the, on tefillah. It's unbelievable. And when I, when I heard this, when I saw this YouTube clip, I realized that I, don't, I never knew what davening was all about. I only, it's amazing how Rabbi David Aaron alluded to this once, but it was really Rav Soloveitchik that for me explained the, the concept. When we daven, are we trying to change God's mind? Would you ever want to change God's mind, Rabbi David Aaron used to ask? That's something you think is, is good, like changing God's mind based on your perception? Like, who would want to do such a thing, right? If you stop and think about it, no one would want to do such a thing, right? So listen to what Rav Soloveitchik said, and I think it's the same thing over here. When it comes to the tikkun of the nefesh, I think this is very, very important. 
And I, and I hope you hold on to this. And this is like emuna in tefillah. The Rav said like this, when I daven, when I engage in a place of, let's call it for now, ayin, like we did before. I engage in a world of me'ayin yavo'ezri. So how could it be that when I finish davening, it's as if like, I've nullified the decree. Does that mean I changed God's mind? No. It's not that God changed. Brother Rav said, it's that man changes. So the gzardin that was applicable to you is not there anymore, not because the gzardin changed, it's because you're not there anymore. You're not in that place anymore. And you're experiencing light, godliness, Eretz Yisrael, the Torah, everything so differently because you have shifted, you have moved. When a person takes responsibility and says, you know what? I'm going to make the most of the fact that God gave me life today. And I'm going to make the most of it. I woke up this morning. I'm going to make the most of today. I'm going to tackle head on what he said right now. I'm going to try. I'm going to do the work of seeking for help from a place of bitul, And also not just taking every Eitzah anyone says to me, because I can become out, like we said before, completely meshuggah from that. I'm going to start to look deep and to see how the Eitzahs are working for me. I'm going to do this work. So at a certain point, before I realize it, but at a certain shlav, I have shifted from whoever woke up yesterday, or even from the person that woke up this morning, right? It says about the Vorker Rebbe that his chassidim would see him on Fridays, I think it was about the Vorker Rebbe, Rebbe Tzikul Vorker, and they were shocked because he always looked so different. He, he didn't look like he was the same person from Friday to Friday, even though they knew that he was the Rebbe. So the vort was, like the, the most mysterious vort was, the Rebbe was so humble that really what was going on is that they were growing mountains, so their vision changed, because they became such refined people as well. It wasn't just the Rebbe that was changing. The Vork Rebbe's students were people that were working on themselves day and night. So the way that they looked, the way they used their eyes, they became different people. And he says, this is going to happen. It happens slowly, slowly at a certain point. Saying, listen, I, I, I don't want to discourage you. But he says, just jumping in to try to stop being angry is not the way to become a person that looks at life differently and looks at themselves differently. You need the hakdama of thinking about what does anger bring to the world in general? What has it brought to the world in general? What's the hafuch of it? Do all this work and only then place it in me and see, and what has this done in my life? Who has suffered? What have the consequences been? What have they been? And also, can you imagine an angerless shlomo, for instance? Can you, can you imagine that? Then, he says, only then can this place of like, Wow, all these things we've been saying about the worthwhileness and challenges and all these things, then it looks different. 
And it, it really feels different. That's why I keep on urging you to say, think of yourselves before you signed up. Again, to what program? You name it. It doesn't matter. Something that you stuck to. Something that you're committed to. Think about it. Think about how many hakdamot there were, how many proper hakdamot there were in, for this program that you enrolled in. And now think of how you thought, about, if you could remember even, what you thought about life. What you thought about certain things in the Torah. What you thought about Eretz HaKodesh. Now think of where you are now and how you look at the same things completely, in, a, in a completely different light. What does it do to? It's due to the fact that at a certain point in life, hard became worthwhile, and you stuck to it. Those are the things in our lives that change us the most. The most. But before you're in it, you cannot describe, you can't taste it, and you can't describe it to anybody. Or to yourself. It won't work. Let's go weiter. Vav. Now what do you need for this? Of course he's going to tell us. Chayavim harbe harbe savlanut. Well, of course he has to say this, Mazen. You need bundles and bundles and er- of patience and patience and patience. Amash, amash. Wait, is that is that the makor? What's the makor? Wait a second. Let's do this. This is great. What's the mida? Is is impatience a mida or a tolada? A tolada of what? We not to, you sit with it. <laughs> exactly. What, what, this is what we're doing. Exactly. What's the, what, what is impatience? What's the midah? Is, again, is chose is, savlanut? It's gava. It's gava. It's gava. Nachon. Nachon. It's gava. Things are not the way that I am under the assumption that it should be. Not want it. Should. Not want should. That's the, that's the thing. See? Again, if you just think of impatience, not as, and you don't do the work of, is this a midar tolada, you could be working on all these, you know, you can take all these eitzas of working on savlanut, when really that's not, that's not what you should be working on. You have to go to the root of it. Of why, am I, why is it that I'm under the assumption that things should be in a certain way? And what does life look like when I live my life like that? Right? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. Like we could, you know, it's amazing. He's, Noah, he could help us because I get a weekly shoot, Shailat Bechuvot, from him of questions people ask him and answers that he has, Mamash, based on his Shiurim. It's, it's amazing. It's actually in Hebrew and in English. They, they've translated the Shailat Bechuvot that he gets in English. So maybe we can write in. Huh? Yeah, I have to figure out this. You have to figure out someone adding me to the list. But it's an amazing thing. We could say, "Akvod Arav, anachnu lomdim avodat tikkun amidot." Rotzim b'met leavin mahi mida, mahi tolada. Aim Arav yachol atet reshima. He probably could, or he'll say, "You know this." It's probably he'll say I, exactly. He'll probably say Ramchal You know, the Ramchal already did do this, and quite often this is referred to as like the modern day Misilati Sharim. And and in the beginning of this sefer, he quoted basically the way that we got to anything was him saying, "Okay, let's learn this these three lines in the Ramchal, and then these three lines." So it's probably there. 
נכון, גרנטר, נכון, נכון. וו, חייבים הרבה הרבה סבלנות בשביל עבודת המידות. סבלנות שתול... What kind of a patience are we speaking about? Not this kind of patience, like... Like, you know, no. But rather, סבלנות שתוליד בדיקה יציבה ומעמיקה של כל פרט ופרט של היסוד והפרטים. Rather, patience, which will give birth to a very solid, structurally manner of checking in to see where I am. Like, in, even like saying, like, I'm so glad I haven't figured out exactly yet what it is I want to work out, because I could, I could figure it out even better. I could do this even better. Art, you know, I, artists, this is how you see, like musicians that are in the middle of composing, if they don't have savlanut for what is about to come out, then... What ends up coming out, you can hear sometimes, is like you rushed the process of Yetzirah because you didn't have any savlanut for the Yetzirah, for the composition to come through. I hear, I can, you could hear, if you have a delicate ear with music, you can hear which Yetzirot were pushed out and which were actually had savlanut for it to come out uh, into the world. You know, there's, I'm just going to say that there's a nigun that people sing today and... It's so unfortunate because they were around Reb Shlomo Kavach when he was receiving it, but they didn't have savlanut, and it was already three in the morning under a chuppah, and the way the whole, I'm not going to tell you which nigun it is, but you all sing it, and everyone sings it wrong because of the way that the initial recording came out, because people didn't have zitzflesh to say, let's just hear it, like this. let it just come through, you know? אוקיי, סבלנות שתוליד בדיקה יציבה ומעמיקה של כל פרט ופרט של היסוד והפרטים. וסבלנות לחזור ולבדוק זאת עוד פעם ועוד פעם. And patience to keep on revisiting it. Revisiting it. בכל פעם מחדש. יחד עם התקדמות העבודה במידה זו. But you have to realize, this סבלנות of revisiting and revisiting In the eyes of the Western world means there was no progress. In the eyes of the Yiddish and the Shema, there could be no greater progress than revisiting, fine-tuning that which you began to work on. That must be clear to us. This is a big, you know, we're driven from the, from the Western culture that most of us were raised in, if not all of us, to be very goal-oriented. So that, that, that could still work here. You could be goal-oriented. What's your goal? What is your goal? Your goal is to fine-tune to the greatest length how much you could figure out how to do that for which you were sent to this world to do, which is going to be developed in a second. Now I could see what needs to keep on working on, be kept you know, working on, and what could I let go? What could I, go, what could I move forward with? Think about this stuff with Shul all day long. Mamash, all day long. What else do you need? This is a magical concept he's going to reveal to us. You need inner quiet. You need inner quiet to actually do this stuff. Serenity of a high state of... I'm, I'm being careful here. I'm not saying mental stability... But it's more, he, he calls it soul stability, more emotional stability. Serenity of emotional stability, of a high 
of a high level. And a great sense of being sensitive. Being sensitive, having a chush of being sensitive of what works for me, what doesn't work for me, what has worked for me, this is okay now. What can I now focus my energy on working? And keep on going back and forth with this. But to see results, it just, that's, it's not about results. It's having a lot of patience until you see results. More than anything. Of course, he brings Rabbi Nachman subconsciously into here, right? No despair at all. No despair during the process, whether, you know, regarding if you haven't seen results yet. No despair in the process. If you are sure you're doing the, you're, you're doing the work after all this birurim, but you still haven't seen perot, don't let the other side come and convince you and say, you're wasting your time. God put you in this world to enjoy this world. And you're just self-torturing yourself. Once you know that you've started the, 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 the work on what you are here to do, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Maybe I did, maybe this whole building that I built up for myself, it doesn't seem to really be working for me. I'm not going to have yush over the work. I'm just going to have yush over, not yush, I'm going to decide the manner in which I am approaching this midah is not working for me. That's why it's so important for each of you to think of it, what, it, what, what you've taken on or, or what it is you're going to take on because I can give a million examples but they're not necessarily yours. It has to be your Torah. It has to be your work. It has to be your midah. Keeps on coming back to this. It's got to come from a place of inner quiet, tranquility. And a strong desire to build a foundational and real and everlasting building. You know what the biggest problem here is? Is that what usually causes us to start working on ourselves? A situation of non-sheket pnimi. Actually, turmoil. I go to a funeral of someone that died at a young age, and then I decide I'm going to start to get my life in order. He's saying that's not how you build these buildings. These buildings cannot be built from a place of being afflicted from something outside that shook you up in your system because it's not coming from a place of the way he described it, such beautiful words. What was the word? There's one phrase he used here. Um... Shalva he used. Where, where was that? Shalva shel yitzivut nafshit gvoha. Serenity from a high state of emotional stability. That, that's a pretty amazing place to be in. But that, that means the beginning of the binyan, of this working of the tikkun of our nefesh, stems initially from a place that wasn't alarmed by something to get you in shape. It was just a clarity of, this is what I really want to do. Regardless of if I need to do it or if I'm alarmed to do it, this is what I really, really need to do. Now, for thousands of years, Jews didn't have this privilege. Amash. And we're seeing again in certain elements of the Tikkun of Anefesh, we don't have the privilege of saying, 
I think this would be a beautiful thing to embark on. We, you know, we, we've been persecuted for so often. If Cook speaks about this extensively in Ma'amar Hador and in other places, that the luxury that many of us have today to do soul work was never given to, to, to anyone. This is a new thing. It's a chiddush in the world that we could actually sit here on a Sunday morning and sip our coffees, talk about tikkun nefesh, and actually believe this is what's important right now. Can you realize how ridiculous that is? That's crazy. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like, look at the miracle of time. Yes? But what's really the difference where that comes from if the end result will be the tikkun amidah? Because sometimes Hashem gives you an isayam purposely an awakening for you to move forward. That's what, that's what the purpose of that is. So, I mean, it's wonderful to have Shalva and what we got in my Shalom for inner peace, but what's the difference where your, your work, where your enthusiasm will come from if the end result will be the same? Because the end result won't be the same. How could you know that? I believe, I believe in, no, no, I, uh-huh. I don't know this. I'm, I believe the words of the tzaddikim. Okay. So, and the source of that? But I've also, I could, but I could also give, no, 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 don't well, ask. No, 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 don't ask. <laughs> no, no, everything in this sefer is the Ramchal. Like, that's for sure, 100%. Like, and it's good you raised it again. Everything in the sefer is Ramchal. But your question is amazing, and it's very good. Bemet, it's a very good question. But I think the point of, of this type of learning is that it has nothing to do with results. And the difference between doing work based on getting alarmed by something as opposed to coming to a conscious, peaceful decision that this is where I want my life to move towards is all the, in the process of those two ways of approaching work are completely different. Completely even if the result at the like end may look... rid of that need of anger, let's say. Right. So if you have no anger at the end... No, 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 no. He's not saying... Forget the end. The beginning. He's not saying over here, okay, a person has a mida of kas. Wait till you have complete emotional stability and then start working on kas. Because you'll say, but wait a second. If I, if I have complete state of shalvai, tzivut nafshit, I think I won already, right? <laughs> See, this is the beauty of it, is that we're, we're, we're multi, we can multitask all the time, right? We can also multi-mida all the time. So, I mean, there are people that have the mida of kas, but, they have, but they're aware of it. They're conscious of it. That doesn't contradict the ability to have a place of shalva, of yetzivut nafshit, to do the work. People that aren't under the awareness, they don't have the consciousness of what the mida is that they're supposed to be working on or that they have a shaykhus to it, and then get alarmed by something, and then they say, I got to work on this, their approach to the work itself is, com- and it cannot be the same end result. It can't, one second, I'm sorry. The end result, and this is very important, the end result, there's no way it could be the same. And again, he's saying, if you're really going to do the work, then you're going to keep on revisiting and revisiting and be like, wait a second, what got me to do this work? Why does my binyan look like this? Oh, it was because that, I saw that person smack his kid. And therefore I said, oh my God, I learned a Torah from the Baal Shem Tov that says, anything that I see has to do with my Shorish Neshama. Now I'm going to work on myself. So I did it out of a lot of fear. How come it's not working out that this binyan of fixing kas feels 
calmer, calmer inside, but it's more like, I gotta make sure I don't fall into this. That's because what got you to do the work was still something chitzoni. Now, granted, it was for me, that what I saw. It was a wake-up call to me. But maybe it was a wake-up call for me to say, how do I, how do I not wake, wait for wake-up calls? And, he, and again, what he's saying over here is that the, to build up, this sefer is called Bilvavim Mishkan, and I think the most important word of this title is actually Evne. Mm-hmm. It's not Bilvavim, it's not Mishkan, it's actually Evne, it's the art of building. Because if I want to build something, and I, you know, many of us stood on these grounds when we put shovels in the, in the like we were, we were in a process and we still are of building something, there were layers and layers and layers and hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, both spiritually and physically, we're building a binyan adeyad. To build a binyan adeyad, it has to have the process. This, ki- this type of process that he's describing over here. Yeah, Jenny. No, oh, well, I'm sorry, sorry, Tal, I cut you off. One I, second. I, I, I think if you're reacting from a, a place of alarm, you're just going to put a band-aid on. You want that but you might be under the assumption that you're actually... That you think you fixed it. Right. Because you... At that moment, you fix the band-aid, and it's not the, the a healing. Nahon. Nahon. Jenny? No, I was just going to say, like, in the past, they had so many sadiqis that emulated the proper midos, and they were able to, I mean, still restore the sadiqis. Right now, it always is going up to, to do the work, which is beautiful, but, you know, that's just... It makes it, it makes it harder? It ma- because we have the luxury, you're saying? Yeah, uh, but, right. So it is harder, and we don't have the living role models within our midst. We're trying to learn through a safer, and, and it's, it's much harder. I may differ. I may beg to differ on the last thing you said, because there are people in this room. I think that I, I would say we do have in our midst that have shown us that this avoda is possible. You know what I mean? It's true. Like when we think of it, we're thinking about like the Vorker Rebbe. But I also, you know, I know in this room, in this show, in the community, in the city, I think we do have a lot of very special people around us that have, that have done this work. So it's even, say, so what are you saying? So it, it's almost easier. If they could, right. That tzaddik doesn't eat till Thursday nights from Shabbos. So, how could, so of course he's going to feel. But this person changes their kids' diapers all, all morning, or whatever it, whatever it is. So, again, advantages and disadvantages in every door. The point I was trying to make before was that, just to take notice of the luxury that we have right now, which really is not common. It, I don't know when the last time, as a people, people really felt like, this is what we're attacking. The avoda of the Tikkun and Anafesh, maybe people did do it in Poland 230 years ago, but it was very, very hard. It was very, very hard. Like it's, I always when we went when we went to Medjbush the last time, I remember seeing like, it was important. We made this stop by that horrible kever achim in Medjbush, where there were. I forgot how many. It's either three thousand or five thousand yidden, were buried in this massive kever achim, ten minutes from where the Baal Shem Tov is now. Usually on these trips to Medjbush. You, get, you go so like, deep into like, the, you know, what it looked like and everything. How many were with us on the trip that went to the Kever Achim? Not, not Babiyar, but in Medjibush itself, in the back of Medjibush. We only did it on one trip. We only did it on one trip. It was crazy. 
in Medjibush, like you leave this, oh, the Baal Shem Tov would travel in a wagon and, and all, the, all the animals would also just suddenly stand still. Like you forget that for a second, be like, wow, in this same Medjibush, the Germans came here and, and, and did what they did, right? So we think of like, oh, if I was just by the time of the Baal Shem Tov, it'd be so easy for me to do a tikkun of my nefesh. Not at all. You didn't have time to do a tikkun of your nefesh. It was not easy then too. We are living, it's a very weird thing. We're living with a certain luxury, which brings a responsibility of doing this type of work, which is, which is wonderful. And the point there is just to say, even though we don't have people that maybe are emulating that, visually it's so clear to us, they are here amongst us. We just have to look at people more with Mashiach eyes and realize it's really, it's really happening in our midst, much, much more than we realize. Let's just finish this paragraph, okay? We're about fifth lines from the, from the bottom of it. Aval lo mitoch atzbanut, ela mitoch sheket pnimi v'ratzon az livnot binyan miyusad v'amiti. B'tzura zo, adam tzarich la'avor mimida l'mida. U'bechol pa'am limtzot ha'mida shekarega hi ha'mafliya ha'ikarit b'nafsho. As a person evolves and works on themselves, hopefully for the rest of their life, and the term work becomes from hard to worthwhile, to necessity, to, f- don't kill me, fun, okay? <laughs> to fun, the midah that is most important right now to work on changes. Not just the midah itself changes, but the bichl- that the manner in which I work on the midah changes, the midah itself can change. Yet, last year it was impatience. This year it's, it's a... Uh, You name it, sinna. I don't know, hatred. Lom shanema. Ubechol pam limtzot amida shekarega imafriyah nikarit benafsho. Hen seder avoda michar mida achar mida yebet sura shel binyan velo kefia mizdamen. Don't just work on things when they pop up. Mizdamen just happen to be. So I'm gonna work on this now. Take a take a take a take a hold of yourself, mamish. Take a hold of yourself. Catch yourself. Catch your derech. Zot ve'od le'olam, oh, zot ve'od, and this is important. Le'olam lo'ovdim al shtei midot yachad. There is no multitasking here. This may be the hardest sentence to swallow. There is no multitasking when it comes to the avodah of the nefesh. Ela kol midah benifrad b'zeh achar Every midah separately. So, we have another week now to choose what is this midah I am going to work on like this, the way that he said it. Any questions that you have regarding this type of work, form chevrusas, or you're more than welcome to text me. I can't promise that I could tell you exactly what to do, but I could probably discuss with you how we could, you could figure this out for your own and own it. If you want, I'll hold on to these papers here and we'll continue from here next time, Bezrat Hashem, okay? And remember, and, and uh, remember that from now on, the learning is up here, Bezrat Hashem. Shavuot Tov Murat.